You're listening to the Nutrition by Lex podcast with Alexis Roberts, a dietetic graduate student and soon-to-be registered dietitian. All right, guys, you're back with Nutrition by Lex podcast. I'm Alexis, and I'm here with my very first guest. I'm here with Sloan Elizabeth. Do you want to like introduce yourself and kind of tell everyone who you are and like what you do and stuff? Yeah, thanks for having me, Lex. I'm honored that I'm the first guest. This is so fun. Um, so my name is Sloan, and I'm an online holistic wellness coach, and I specialize in helping women ditch the diets and the restrictions and find lasting food freedom. So I combine the nutritional science and psychology with manifestation principles and spiritual deeper subconscious healing in order to yeah, teach my audience and my clients how to really eat with love and intuition. That's kind of my motto. And (laughs) it's it's really been quite life-changing for me and the people that I've been able to help and just chat with. And aside from that, I just love health and wellness in general. So on my page, you'll find a lot about intuitive movement, cooking recipes, supplements, you know, the whole picture of holistic health, clean beauty, all the things um, I'm into it. All, all health, wellness, inside and out. Yes. Exactly. So today we're going to talk about intuitive eating and finding food freedom. Sloan has even written a book and all this other stuff on intuitive eating and helping young girls really find their way of having food freedom, which Mm -hmm. I think is amazing. And I think that a lot of people listening to this podcast really benefit from that because I get tons of questions on just like, how do I know when like my body's actually telling me that I'm hungry or when I'm actually full? So just start out. You want to just like kind of go into like what intuitive eating is? Yes, absolutely. Help people get a better understanding of it. Totally. So I actually prefer my definition of eating with love and intuition because when we have control over our food or when we're trying to grasp onto control and there's restrictions or binging or just confusion, a lot of times it's because we're trying to follow some sort of plan or diet or method. And so even though intuitive eating in and of itself does not have rules, I still see some principles in there that could be misconstrued for rules. And so- I don't want anyone to feel like they are failing at intuitive eating or that they're falling off track because if there's no track, then you can't fall off. So that's why I talk about it more in terms of like a lifestyle and the intention that you bring to food and movement in your body. And so that's why I've found that eating with love and intuition is kind of the best way that I can sum it up. Right. And so basically it means no diets, no rules, no restrictions. And I kind of chunk it into those two parts, the loving and the intuition. So eating with love means loving the food, right? We want to make sure that you're actually enjoying what you're eating. Enjoyable, exactly, because food tastes good. (laughs) Yes, which is so fun. And that's a beautiful experience. Also making sure that your body loves what you're eating. So you know, you can eat a salad without it being a disordered tendency. And you can, you know, you can eat pizza and you can eat cookies, but you can also choose the paleo refined sugar-free cookie when you have food freedom. So it's love for your body and making sure that your body actually is feeling good. 
Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, I like that you said that you can eat a salad without having those, like, restrictive, like, diet mindsets. I think a lot of people think, oh, if I have a salad every day for lunch, that's, like, I'm staying on a diet. Right. And it's, like, if that's you love and that's what your body craves, then, like, that's not, you're not being restrictive at all. It's just you're feeding your body with what your your body loves. Exactly. And it's all about the intention. And continuing about the eating with love, it's also about what your soul and what your heart loves. And so ice cream is totally nourishing and healthy for me personally, because it brings me so much joy. I genuinely love it. And that's like a soulful experience. And the intuition is really important to answer kind of the questions that you started with, you know, how do I know what I want if I'm hungry, when I'm full? That's when you rely on your intuition and your body and your higher self as opposed to your brain and fear and calculations. So tapping into your intuition means really being mindful and present in your body and letting that lead the way instead of counting or measuring or tracking. Yeah, I love that. I, what you said with um, how food, like your ice cream makes you happy or something, it brought me back to like last night, my parents were talking about, because I have a problem with eating dates at night. Like I just love having dates and peanut butter. And they're always like, why do you always have to have a date and peanut butter? And my only answer was just like, it makes me happy. Like, <laughs> like that's why it makes me happy. And they're like, so they were kind of just like, well, does it like, are you going over and like all this stuff? Cause we used to count calories all the time and I don't really do it anymore. I don't really keep track unless I'm filming a day of eating and I like want to let people know. But I was just like, honestly, like it just makes me happy. I'm okay with it. And I feel like that's where I've shifted from going from like counting calories to just like eating. So I like think like how you think of it in a different way of intuitive eating. I like to just like, it's eating. Like that's it. Yeah. Plain and simple. It's eating. Exactly. It is so much more simple than we make it out to be. Exactly. We overthink it so much. Totally. And even though you said I have a problem with dates, I don't you don't have a problem. I, 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 in my head, I was like, I just said I had a problem with it. But like they're my favorite. They're my favorite. I mean, it's like an every night thing if we have them in the house. I didn't have them last night though. <laughs> that sounds fabulous. Peanut butter or nut butter with anything. It's so good. Like I don't like I don't know why. I, I'm so glad I don't have a nut allergy and I have a gluten allergy because I I peanut butter every single day of my life. <laughs> totally. I know. Cashews, I think, are my favorite butter. Oh, but it's like creamy. Yeah. Base. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes like cookie dough to me. It's like, not, yeah. I don't know. Like it just gets me. Cookie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Drool. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah going into like food it's getting lunchtime and I'm like oh my gosh okay um but yeah I really like what you said about just like being very intuitive about what you eat and just listening to your body pretty much it's like all about listening to your body and focusing on how you feel and mentally and physically when you have a certain food that's why I like to suggest to people like um if you're struggling with like food triggers and things like that you don't know what your food triggers are I always suggest like journaling and keeping a small journal. And that doesn't mean like sitting down and journaling for like an hour about what you ate that day. It just means like, oh, I had this cookie and this is how it made me feel point blank. Mm -hmm. And I feel like some people don't really think about those small things that you can do to help you really be more intuitive with what you're eating and yourself. Totally. And I think what you're talking about is just being more aware. That's always the first thing for me with my clients being aware of what's happening because so often we're just on autopilot. 
We make the same things for breakfast that we're used to. We eat at the same time because it's, quote, lunchtime. And it's just autopilot and we're not giving ourselves enough variety and we're assuming. And I'm really into self-development and I'm always reading self-development books. And one book that I read about a year ago is called The Four Agreements. And it's pretty popular. And one basically brings you through four agreements that you should make with yourself in order to live a more fulfilled and happy life. And so one of them is to not assume. And when I read that and read the chapter, I was it was just like so profound to me because I realized how often I assume things about myself, about other people especially. Mm-hmm. And the the book did talk mostly about other people. But I encourage everyone listening to ask yourself, how often do I assume what my body wants without taking three seconds right. to tap in and ask what I'm in the mood for. Like for me, I love having a green smoothie for breakfast. Everyone sees my KK greenies on my stories like every morning, but I don't have it every single morning because that is something that could become autopilot. I'm just used to making it. But genuinely, every single morning I ask myself, okay, am I in the mood for something cold? Do I want that smoothie or do I want something warm? Okay, if I want a smoothie, do I want my greenie or do I want something that is cacao based or do I want something with more berries? Do I want like a berry, like PB&J type smoothie? Like I genuinely ask myself, what am I in the mood for? And then You're just taking those small moments to actually mm-hmm. listen to your body. Yeah, it takes and it doesn't take long at all. It takes like two seconds. Exactly. Literally, we're talking about seconds. Exactly. And so that awareness is so key when you're trying to figure it out. And even if you're like, okay, I, you know, I'm so used to regulating everything and being on a plan, it just takes practice and baby steps. And even for me, sometimes I'm like, ugh, nothing sounds good. I'm kind of bored of everything. So I'll just have tastes of things in my fridge. I'm like, hmm, is this what I want? And I'll just have a taste. I'm like, eh, this doesn't really taste too good to me right now. You literally just experiment in the moment. I do that a lot at lunch. I get tons of questions like, what do you eat for lunch? Because I'm always posting my breakfast and dinners and stuff. But for my lunches, like I never really have a specific craving for things. So it's like a combination of a bunch of different little snacks. So it's like I'm getting a little taste of everything, but like I'm not really having a full sit down meal. It's just Mm. going off of like what my body is craving at that second of time. So I might get like a handful of nuts and then like some edamame and then maybe an apple. It just like all... Then it eventually makes like a random big meal, but I just kind of listen to my body of what I want and like in that moment. And I just have like little bits and pieces of it throughout the day instead of like forcing myself to sit down and just say, oh, I should have like this full salad and when I really don't want that. Totally. And I think for everyone listening, as we're telling you about like what we eat, I don't think that everyone should. No. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's body is so different. Like I'm completely different from you. You're completely different from your best friend. I'm completely different from my mom. Like everyone is so different. You've got to learn what works for you. Totally. So I know for me, like grazing doesn't really jive with me. So mm-hmm. I would rather eat at 2.30 p.m. for lunch than 12.30. If, you know, I'm like not hungry at quote lunchtime – for me, it would be better to wait and have a full meal than to snack and just kind of 
you know, feel like I should eat something. Right. The shoulds are the assumption. Exactly. So you're waiting until you're getting those body cues to tell you like, okay, I'm actually hungry now. Yeah. Go fix something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Awesome. Because I feel like going back, I'm trying to think of like my whole like journey to where I've gotten finally into intuitive eating. Because last summer I did get put on a plan and I started eating way more than I ever thought I could because I was an under eater, like huge under eater, like 1,000 to 1,200 calories, like big under eater. And my metabolic rate is like way higher than that. And I never realized that until I actually went and got it tested and talked to dietitians and things like that. And then I finally realized how like I could actually eat food without gaining weight, Mm -hmm. without putting on all this extra fat that I didn't want. And so I feel like getting on a plan for me personally was the start of me being able to intuitive eat. It helped me kind of like kickstart me into that, like, okay, you can eat these foods and it's not going to like tear everything down that you've worked for. And then now I'm not even on a plan. I don't even look at my like calorie countings. I've just intuitively been like, okay, I know what my body needs. I've learned to listen to it. And I think that's why like throughout the day, instead of having like, oh, eating a full meal, like I'll get little bit hungry and I'm like okay I'll have like a handful of nuts and like I'm good for another hour or two then I'll have like something else an hour or two later yeah like my breakfast and dinners I know like I'm gonna want a full meal then it's just in the middle of the day that my body's just kind of like yeah whatever like do whatever you want right (laughs) and it's so amazing that you have been empowered to make those decisions for yourself without worrying about what anybody else is doing exactly like I've learned that I've I definitely used to be one of those people that was like, oh, this is the way it is. You have to do it this way for everyone. And I know so many people think that way, especially young girls that most of them are listening to this podcast. And I just wanted to make it very apparent to people that every single person is different and you've got to figure out what works for you because the way I just explained work for me might not work for you. And like everything we've been saying, it's completely different for everyone. Totally. And so that's actually why on my page, I really, unless it's baking, then I'll share the measurements. But if I'm sharing like a smoothie or um, a savory meal, I never put the measurements personally because I have no idea how hungry you are. I don't know what you're in the mood for. So if I'm sharing like a taco bowl and I have a bunch of veggies in there and shrimp and rice, I'm not going to say a quarter cup of rice. I'm going to say brown rice or white (laughs) rice or, you know, like zucchini, peppers and mushrooms. But I won't tell you how much because how should I know how much you want? Exactly. And I, whenever I put like recipes out on TikTok and stuff, I get like so many questions in the comments. They're like measurements. We need measurements. How many calories is this? And like all of this stuff. And I'm just like, this was like, I'm giving you the ingredients. Do as you wish. Like, so I, I do come back with some measurements and sometimes just to give people like a guideline. Yeah. I find myself doing the same thing where I'm just kind of like, well, I had this, but then sometimes I have two portions of that and like only one portion on other days. So it's like, yes, it's only 500 calories this time, but the next day I eat it, it might be a thousand because I had two, two portions of it. Like it varies on the days and it's going to vary for the person. So I definitely, I understand. And I, I love that you do that and like purposely do that. Because I feel like I wasn't even purposely doing that. And now I'm realizing like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. And if you're someone that is asking for the measurements and it gives you anxiety to not know, then that's where you start looking at control. And I find that the food is 
pretty much always the surface level issue. And under that, it's control, anxiety and stress, self-worth, self-love. It's pretty much one of those. And I, you know, like all of my clients are pretty much like, yeah, I'm really type A and I'm definitely a control freak. And I just feel like I know them so well, even if we've never talked before, just because it's so common. And that's another thing to realize, like if you are feeling like you're struggling with some restrictions or fear of gaining weight, like you're not alone at all. Oh, definitely not. No, yeah. And I I feel like for me personally, I definitely even used to feel like that Mm -hmm. with like being alone and being like, okay, why am I the only one that's so obsessive over having the perfect amount of calories and the perfect macros? Like there would be days when like, if I didn't hit my perfect percentages and like calories, I would be like all thrown off and just be so frazzled for the rest of the day and consistently planning my meals for the next days, like for the next days after so that I would make sure I hit them Mm -hmm. on the next days. And I just, I feel like getting into an intuitive mindset and like intuition of like how your body feels and stuff just completely like, it's almost like 5,000 pounds are off your shoulders. You're just like, oh my gosh, I don't have to worry about it anymore. Exactly. There's literally no point in worrying because we're not machines. And this is something that I think is really important to note, which is that, you know, there are people that love macros. And if that works for you, great. I don't believe in it because your body ebbs and flows throughout the days, throughout the weeks, throughout the months, throughout the seasons. And when you are living a soul-led life through your intuition and through love, then you're tapping into the seasons of the earth. Like during the winter, you're going to be more in the mood for warm cooked things. In the summer, you're going to be in the mood for more fresh and light and raw things. Also, we're so wrapped up in the masculine energy of the world. And, you know, masculine and feminine energy do not have to do with gender, but masculine energy and men work on a 24-hour cycle and women with our hormones were actually on a 28-day cycle. And so you can't assume that you're going to be in the mood. Yeah. Yep. With the moon. moon, We are moon (laughs) goddesses and you cannot assume that you're going to be in the mood or have the same amount of energy, want to do the same kinds of workouts, have the same levels of hunger throughout the month. We're not robots and we're not meant to be stagnant in that way. I completely agree with that. I love that. I love that analogy that you just put together there. (laughs) I think it makes it very easy to understand. Yeah, totally. No, yeah, exactly. And the way like on the first of the month versus like halfway through the month, like you might not have as much energy. You might have more energy. You might be craving more fresh fruits. You might be craving more chips. Like it's going to vary. And you're going to like, that's where it comes in to actually listening to your body. It all comes back to listening to your body and just take those extra couple seconds. Like we said at the very beginning, just like two or three seconds, just ask yourself, like, is this what I want? What is my body asking for? And it doesn't take long at all. It's just like those extra couple seconds just to make yourself feel that much better. Totally. It's so worth it. Yeah. Okay. So moving on from this just a little bit, I have kind of like, who is this best for topic I want to touch on? Cause I know it's, we want to, our main focus is to like get everyone to just basically eat, eat healthy and stuff. But I've heard that there's different like 
based on your hormone levels and things like that as to how intuitive eating can affect your body. Do you have anything to like touch on with that or anything like that? I don't know. Yeah. So I believe that everybody, no matter how old you are or where you're at in life, should be relying on love and intuition to eat. I had a feeling you were going to <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't know why anybody would be exempt from that. And I don't see it as a method to gain or lose weight. You have a set point. Everybody has a weight that their body likes to be at plus or minus, you know, a few pounds. And so if you at any point in your life are trying to be under that weight, you're going to forever be restricting. And the same goes the other way. Like you're not all of a sudden going to gain 20 pounds. If you're within your set range, your body doesn't want to be there. You would have to continuously be overeating and pushing yourself. And so when you're eating with love and intuition, you might gain if your body wants to, and that's where you need to be. You might lose. And wherever you settle, as long as you feel good in your body, then you're good. So exactly what's the problem? Yeah. So in terms of like hormones, I mean, you know, I think that there are some really amazing supplements that can help you regulate your hormones and just make sure that you're taking care of your adrenals and taking care of stress. But at the end of the day, the supplements should be like second or third on the list. And the first thing yeah. should be lifestyle and, you know, coping with the stress and the fatigue exactly. beforehand like exercise or meditation better sleep mm -hmm. like things like that to help lower stress levels more naturally yes. exactly. and I know you're big on like meditation and yoga and like all that yeah stuff. so yeah <laughs> Yeah, I definitely think that there are so many different ways to deal with stress. And okay. that's something that, again, you have to figure out and experiment with on your own and rely on your intuition for. So for me, that's having a really structured morning routine with journaling, yoga, meditating, visualizing. And it, it's kind of, it's a lot of things, but it really only takes me like 15 minutes and movement. Yeah, you get the routine. Mm -hmm. Yep. The routine yeah. is locked in. Um, <laughs> movement and just having crystals around me, having essential oils and candles on my work desk and always making sure that I'm connecting with loved ones, whether that's Zoom or FaceTime or in person. Oh, yeah. Definitely, especially yeah, right now. exactly. Zoom has been lifesavers mm -hmm. for everyone. I know. <laughs> so how would you compare intuitive intuition eating to food freedom? Like, I know you have some tips on your website about food freedom. I don't, would you want to, like, dive into those just a little bit? Because I think some people kind of get – there's food freedom over here, and then there's also intuitive eating. And I think for me personally, I believe they go together, like, hand in hand. But some people might be a little confused on those two different Yeah. Things. So that's why, again, I don't really use the phrase intuitive eating because it just sounds yeah. too much like a diet to me. And again, it's about the intention, which is leading with love and intuition. And when you are eating, moving, and living with love and intuition, you achieve food freedom. And food freedom essentially means 
eating what you want when you want simply based on love and intuition and not anybody else or not the shoulds or the assumptions or the rules. And so for me, that looks like, you know, choosing my breakfast and based on what I want, you know, whether that's a smoothie or whether that's French toast or pancakes, that's eating a snack, you know, 20 minutes later if I'm still hungry instead of having to wait three hours or something like that. Um, And it just means, yeah, choosing what my body loves, what I love without guilt or shame or worry. So some weeks I eat dessert after lunch and dinner, and that is totally the healthiest thing that I could do. Some weeks I'm just not really craving it. So if I say no to a dessert, it's not because I'm scared of it or because I'm worried about the sugar or the calories. It's genuinely just because I'm not in the mood. And so with that freedom comes a lot of confidence to make those decisions that feel best. Oh, yeah. And I love that you said with like the guilt, because I feel like there's so much guilt and just like shame around food. And so being able to get rid of those and forget about the guilt and stuff, it would, it opens up like a whole new world. Uh, Absolutely. And a lot of times the, the, the thing that blocks people from moving on from the guilt is the self-judgment. So for example, you maybe are someone that tries to eat super clean Monday through Friday, and then on the weekends, you allow yourself to have some, quote, cheat meals, but then you feel so guilty and so ashamed, and you vow to never do it again and for Monday to be even cleaner and even better. And when you're... Totally. And when you're in that guilty phase... You might be thinking, oh my God, I can't believe that I did this again. How could I do this to myself? I can't believe it. I'm the worst at this. I'm just never going to get it. All of that is the judgment that then perpetuates the cycle. And so instead of getting rid of guilt or, you know, moving past it and just like slapping on some positive affirmations, those are all just band aid approaches and you're not getting to the root. And so, Exactly. So that's why in all of my coaching programs, I spend a lot of time on healing the root cause and healing those wounds and really sitting with the guilt and the pain. And it's probably more uncomfortable than – it's definitely more uncomfortable than just trying to shove it under the rug or distract yourself. But – it's worth it because if you spend the time with the pain and getting to know it and healing it, then it will heal and you'll pass on from it. Whereas if you just kind of quickly, you know, brush it under the rug or try to forget about it or distract yourself, it's going to keep popping up. It's going to be a very short term fix. It's going to keep coming up later. You want the long fix where you can actually heal from it and move on with your life and live a happier, more like spiritually yes, fulfilled exactly. life. Exactly. And so that healing, you know, takes time and guidance, but we've talked about already some of the tips that I try to help my clients with, which is becoming aware of it, first of all. And that is going to help you feel less shame when you can face it head on and really take an honest look at what's happening. 
but also know that these struggles right now are not your truth. Like that's not how you were born. This is not who you are at your core. And so just know that you're not broken. You're not going to forever be a restrictor or a binger. That's not like, you know, saying I am a binge eater. That's such a strong affirmation. That's not true. Oh my gosh. It's not true at all. Yeah. That's, it's an action that you have done in the past, but it's exactly. not who you are. Exactly. So yeah. I love, you know, guiding my clients through meditations to help them actually discover like who they are. Cause they're like, okay, well, this is who I feel like I have been for the past months or years. So what's, what's even below that? But yeah. And so that's why I love incorporating the manifestation and the spiritual healing and the energy work that we do through meditations and journaling and that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, I think that's so awesome that you do that. I had that on my list to like talk to you about because I know you've done a whole um, series on your blog about manifesting food freedom and stuff. And I just think that's so cool because I'm not I'm not huge into it. I don't really understand it completely, but I know you are. And I was like, I just got to talk to her about it because I think it's so cool that you can just like help your clients when you're guiding them through meditation and everything. But what are other ways to help? manifest this food freedom into your life like yeah it's it's like my two passions mixed into one which is how I came up with the methods honestly so okay first of all manifestation 101 is essentially um law of attraction or like attracts like and basically the idea is that everything is like vibrating at a specific frequency and everything is just energy. The world is 99.999% space. It's crazy. And so the idea is that your ideal reality exists on another plane. And if you can visualize it, then you can have it and it can exist. And so manifesting is essentially putting out the energy that you want and vibrating at the energy of the ideal scenario so that you kind of meet yourself there. Like you can, it's kind of hard to explain in like two minutes, but I'm trying to like get the point across. Like let's say you're trying to visualize and manifest $100, then the idea would be for you to imagine what it feels like when you get that $100 and trust that that reality is here for you. And it's meant for you. Mm-hmm. You have to believe. And so then you visualize receiving that money. And more than visualizing it, you feel how it feels to receive it. Because your vibe and your energy, it's about feelings. So visualizing helps you get to the feelings. So let's say when I get $100, I feel like a badass like business babe. I feel like I won the lottery and I'm just like, ooh, this is so cool. I'm going to buy myself a new pair of shoes, whatever. I get genuinely excited in this moment and I feel Mm -hmm. that energy. Now that I'm projecting that energy of $100 out into the universe, the universe or God or your higher self or source, whatever resonates with you, is going to help to bring that reality to this space. 
So it's not all you. You as the human are responsible for the what and the why. So what is it? $100. Why? Because I want to feel, you know, energized. I want to feel excited and accomplished. And then the how and the when and the where, it's not your job. It's all up to. It's not yeah. all out of your hands. Yeah. Oh so so that's where we get into releasing control and trusting. And so when I coach my clients on food freedom, I'm also kind of coaching them on just manifestation in general because the control is probably affecting them in other areas of their life too. So when we use these principles with food freedom specifically, some things I have my clients do are write out a journal entry in the present tense or in the past tense and date it, you know, two months from now. So let's say they date it for July and they say, okay, today I went for a walk in the morning and you write it as if it's already happened and you write your ideal scenario of food freedom. So then when you're writing it, you're visualizing and then you're feeling and you're feeling what it would feel like and what it will feel like once you get that ideal reality. Because so often when we're trying to manifest anything or just go for any goal, we give so much power to that goal and we say, okay, I'll be happy when or I'll feel confident when, I'll feel successful, I'll feel loved when. And in reality, you can feel those things right now. And when you feel them right now, you're going to get to that reality a lot faster. Eventually. Yep. It's going to, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. I love that. Like you can, cause I feel like when you write in a journal about like a day that you would like want, like in the future, I feel like you'd exactly. be detailed about it too. And that would most likely help with the feelings and the manifestation part. Yeah. So you definitely do want to be, (laughs) you do want to be detailed about it because you want to prime your brain to expect that reality to come. So if you're trying to manifest a car, for example, go and test drive the car, like actually give your brain the sensory experiences. Yes. Like what it would feel like to actually wheel and drive you down the road in that specific car. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. Oh my <laughs> okay. Well, that was amazing. Like I, I've learned so much just from saying, I'm so glad but I've never thought about it in, in the ways that you look at it. I've never personally thought about it coming from those type of ways. So that's so cool. And I'm sure my listeners have been like, oh my gosh, she never talks about this kind of stuff. <laughs> so that's why I bring on new people. And I, that's why I was so excited to have you come on and, and chat with me because I just knew that you have such a background that's it's similar, but very different from mine as well. So I thought it would be a very yeah. good conversation to have and very beneficial to my listeners. But I do have three questions that I'm going to start asking my guests at the very end of our um, sessions. So my first one is, what's your favorite food, of course? And how okay, like my favorite food is, I have so many, of course. Um <laughs> I know. I hate people ask me questions. I'm like, so oh. <laughs> I love desserts, but I'll go with like a real food. I would say probably sweet potato fries. Mm-hmm. 
And so I love them at a restaurant, but I also love making them. And it's super easy. You basically cut your sweet potatoes in whatever shape you want. And then I use ghee. I love using ghee to cook. And then the spice combo is the key part. So I do a lot of ground pepper and paprika, garlic, a little bit of cayenne, and so you go for more of like the savory mm, rather than like the cinnamon. right yeah I do spicy I and what else a little bit of like onion powder and then I bake it usually at like 425 for 35 to 40 minutes a little bit of broil for like a minute at the end it's get super crispy oh it's so good that's so good this time I was like watering listening to you talk about it me too I love sweet potato fries Okay, so the second one is what's your favorite type of exercise? My favorite way to move, I would say, is probably like a dance cardio slash um, like toning class. Like I love Body by Simone and I've been a dancer my whole life. So it's the perfect combination for me because it's half dancing and half weights. So that's my favorite, but I'm also a certified yoga teacher. So I do a little bit of yoga every day. I didn't know that you were a yoga teacher. Oh my gosh, me too. I am not currently. Yeah, no, I'm just doing um, some free like IGTV flows, like 15, 20 minutes. But yeah, I I got my, I did my training last August in Bali. Oh, I'm jealous. It was so much fun. I didn't mind Columbia. That's okay. (laughs) It's about the yoga. Yeah, it was amazing experience. Okay. And my last question is just what motivates you on a daily basis? I would say that my, my freedom and love and intuition, honestly, like it really is my life motto. It's not just about my business or it's not just about food. What motivates me is the freedom that I've found and the expansion that I continue to find myself in because when I'm expanding, my clients are expanding and it's like a ripple effect. So I would say just leading with love and knowing that, you know, I expect miracles daily. I expect great, amazing things to happen. And that's what, you know, just excites me and keeps me motivated and driven to shoot for the next big thing. I love that. It's so positive. Your vibe is just so positive. And I don't know, you, oh, I just feel like you light up any room you walk into. So thank I'm you. so happy we got to do this. And thank you so, so, so much for being Thank you, Lex. I am so honored. And I can't wait to connect with everybody who is listening. And so I can be found at Sloan Elizabeth on Instagram. Um, and then I am online at sloan-elizabeth.com. And then the book that you mentioned, it's called Kale and Cravings with a K. Um, It's on Amazon and it's wellness, health, and it's specifically for students. Amazing. Thank you. Yes, everyone go follow her. She's amazing. And especially I'm going to be joining one of your yoga classes now. But you said I'm on live on Instagram. I'm going to have to. So I love that. And I hope you have a great Perfect. Day. Sounds we'll good. You Thank later. you. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening. I love you all and appreciate your support so much. I will be uploading a new episode every Wednesday, so make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. Follow my Instagram and TikTok at Nutrition by Lex for more information and health inspiration.